Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the It Ain't It Sis podcast. I'm Sarah, your host, and this is a podcast where I talk all about life's redirections, relationships, and personal development. So this week, I had a really special guest on. I know I always say that I have a very special guest on, but you know what? I just get cool people to come on my podcast. What can I say? So this week, I talked to Amanda Wan. She is a YouTuber, a fellow podcaster, and a friend of mine. I've actually met her in an engagement group on Instagram, I think. So you know, I have another internet friend. It's very exciting. Um, So this week I sat down with her and I talked about her YouTube channel, about being an active member of the LGBTQ community, and also about her fashion line that she has. She's super ambitious and I'm just so excited for you guys to listen to this episode today. But before we get into the podcast, I figured I'm going to give you a little life update. What's going on in Sarah Humphrey's world? It's been a little crazy. I'm not going to lie. I am moving. Um, The day this episode comes out, which is Tuesday, it's currently Sunday while I'm recording this, but on Tuesday, I'm moving out of my house and then moving into a new house the next day. And this is definitely, I guess, an exciting time in my life. I mean, this is my first post-grad living situation. I'm about to start my job soon. And I mean, life kind of just hit me like a ton of bricks within the past two weeks. I don't know why, but I wasn't necessarily stressed out about everything happening just with moving, graduating, getting a job, becoming an adult, all of those fun things. But you know what? These past few days, it's kind of hit me and I'm like, wow, I am kind of stressed out. But regardless, I am trying to remain thankful and grateful for everything that I have. I mean, I am really excited because I'm still living by the beach. The beach is honestly my sanctuary. I don't know how I grew up in Arizona, um, but nevertheless, I'm very grateful to be still here in California, and I'm just honestly excited for what this year has in store. I guess for the rest of the year has in store. As we all know, the first half of 2020 was a little rough. You know what? I'm kind of hoping things are on the up and up. That's all we can really wish for at this point. You know, if we get out of this year alive and don't have COVID, then I think we can say collectively that we have had a successful 2020. But that's honestly all I really have for a life update for you. Yes, I'm a little stressed out. Yes, a lot is going on, but it's all good things. It's all positive. So with that all being said, let's get into the podcast. Hey, Amanda, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You know, I'm back in Arizona with my family. But other than that, I'm just super excited to chat with you today. I'm excited to chat with you too. Can you give me like a little 30 second elevator pitch about who you are, what you like to do and so forth? Yeah, for sure. So my name is Amanda Wan. I'm 22 and I'm from Montreal, Canada. Um, I go to school full time at Concordia University studying communications and I also do YouTube, Instagram blogging and I have a podcast on the side while also running my own apparel company. So that's a little bit about me. That's awesome. I mean, I always admire people like you, especially. Um, That's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on my podcast. Just you're a woman who has a lot going on and that is so amazing. But one thing I just kind of want to know from like the get go, 
were you always just so disciplined and like creative as a child or is that something you've kind of like learned as you've grown up? I feel like I've always been kind of like creative. Like when I was younger, I would take my dad's like old recording camera. I don't even know what they were called, like those big chunky ones. And like I would record like my brother and I doing the most random things. And I would always like play with photography and things like that. So I feel like I've always just been like very creative in that way for like ever since I can remember, honestly. Okay. And then I guess like discipline, did you play any sports growing up or did you just kind of like sports wise, yeah, I actually I played soccer since I was five and I stopped playing about two years ago. So like 15 years. And I also did like figure skating for like, I don't even remember how long, like five, 10 years. So I've been like creative, but I've also like done like the sports and stuff like that. Oh, wow. yeah, no, because I mean, I was with you on the whole being creative and disciplined aspect of it just because like I don't know. My mom sent me to this camp where we did a lot of like musical theater and then did a lot of things that were very creative. Mm -hmm. And then I also did a lot of sports, which I think really taught me a lot of discipline growing up. So I think that is so cool, though, that you do like YouTube and just like how did you get started doing that? So YouTube, um, I had another channel before I have the one that I have now. Um, But I started when I was like 13. And I think it was more of like, an escape like kind of a way to like get my feelings out and stuff and just like have fun with it so yeah I started it while I was in high school but I went to like an all-girls high school and it was like filled with drama and stuff so when they found out I had a YouTube channel they basically would watch my videos and like memorize lines and then come to school and like mock me about it so that was like not fun so I ended up um, deleting my whole channel and like pretending like nothing happened and then I restarted when I went to college basically because I was like, you know what? I don't really care what people think about me anymore. And I want like an outlet and like a place to like put my like creative work and stuff. So that's how I got started again. I mean, the fact that you kind of started in high school, that age is so it's like difficult, like you said, mm-hmm. just and I can imagine people coming to school and then just kind of like mocking you. And I I remember me in high school, people would already kind of like make fun of me for like stupid reasons. And just kind of being able to put yourself out there, especially on the internet, that's very impressive. But like, what was your first YouTube channel about? Or do you kind <laughs> of like cringe at your old YouTube videos at all? Yeah, so it was really cringy. Um, it started off basically by, I don't know if you remember this, but there was a time on YouTube where like people made um, their own music videos to songs by like famous people. Yes. So I would do it to Justin Bieber. (laughs) (laughs) Were you a big Justin Bieber fan? Because I know he's also from Canada. Oh, I still am. But yeah. Yeah. No, I I love him so much. Yeah. No, I always wanted to make a YouTube channel growing up, but I didn't have a, I guess, like a camera at all that I could use. And I honestly, I'm not techie at all. this whole podcast thing like this is the techiest I get so I don't know and then also just on top of that just I guess like editing all of the videos I can't imagine yeah it was hard to like first like learn because when I started doing it I was like 12 and like what did I know like I didn't know how to edit anything but I've always like been really into like technology and stuff um so I it kind of came to me like easily mm-hmm So, like, when you decided to come out and create another YouTube channel, 
What was like the idea behind that? So I when I restarted it, it was kind of more like vlogs and stuff. Um, I didn't like have like a main thing that I wanted to do. So I kind of did like everything. Um, I don't know. I just like I knew I wanted to do it and I wanted to like put my stuff out there. I just had to like regain the courage I find. Yeah, because I was, of course, you know, before I interview everyone, I always do a nice little stalk. Um, (laughs) But I did watch and I subscribed to your YouTube channel. And first of all, I do love all of your videos. And I just kind of noticed you came out with a video. I'm not sure if it was recently or a little while back, but you did kind of mention that you were kind of uploading content that you just thought everyone else wanted to see. And then now you're kind of more focusing on content that you um, would like. And I think it was your Finding Yourself series that you had recently. So I really liked all of your videos regarding that. But could you just kind of tell people, I guess, the idea behind that and what you're really trying to focus now with your YouTube channel? Yeah, for sure. So um on YouTube, it's I find it's really hard to grow unless you get like a viral video or you already kind of have a platform. So I was in like, I think it was like last year when I realized that like I wasn't growing at all. And like my channel kind of hit like a plateau. And I was like, hey, like, how can I like uplift this and like get myself like where I want to be? Um, so then I started making videos that were very trendy and like popular and things like I really didn't like to do, but I just did them because I thought that's what like was going to get me up there, you know? So I started creating like these really bad videos and I just found like I would film them and then after I'd go to edit them and I just like looked like I was not into it and I looked like I didn't want to be doing it. So the videos did really bad. And then I realized like if I do want to pursue a career like in content creating and like on YouTube and stuff that I should be focusing on what I like to do rather than what I think other people want to see because at the end of the day like if I did make a career out of this I would want to be creating stuff that makes me happy and yeah it was just like a really I think it was like a journey like finding myself and finding like my actual passion with like creating YouTube videos it was really hard but I found my way Yeah, no, I would totally agree. I think you can tell just when a content creator is creating content for people and not for themselves. And while I think obviously we should be creating content that a lot of people will like at the end of the day, if we don't like our content, Mm -hmm. then what's the point of it? Because I mean, that's the point of art in a way too, just like to really just express your inner self. And like, also, that's one of the reasons why I really admire you because you're just so open with just your thoughts and feelings and just like with your sexuality and just even body image. Can you just kind of maybe talk a little bit about that or if that has helped you just kind of posting all of your thoughts on the internet? Has that really just helped you develop who you are as a person? Yeah. So um, I think I came out maybe it was three, four years ago, I think. Um, It's always been something I knew, but I just didn't know how to tell people because I mean, like I said, I went to an all girls school. So it's kind of like scary to like come out as bisexual because I felt like people would judge me and like think weirdly of me because we're in an all-girls school so the way I came out was the way that I knew how to because I was always watching like other people's coming out videos on YouTube and I was like hey like I guess that's the easiest way for me to come out and like talk about my feelings like I said before it was kind of like it started off as a way to express myself and I feel like I still use it in that way 
Um, so yeah, I came out on YouTube about three, four years ago. And then when I posted the video, I literally just sent it to like all my friends and I was like, here, like, just watch this. Like, I didn't know how to tell you, but whatever. So I did that. And then recently, um, my last video that I've uploaded so far has been about like body image and like body positivity and stuff, because it's something that like I struggle with, I have struggled with and I still do. And I know that it's like a relatable thing that like a lot of people struggle with. So I thought that it would be a good way to like express myself, but also be relatable for other people. Um, so yeah, I find like YouTube is like kind of like my personal diary in a way too. That's why I really just kind of like podcasting too, because I think it's just a way like I don't obviously have my own YouTube channel, but I think this is a way to kind of just record my life and what I'm thinking. And I think all of those topics that you just mentioned about regarding kind of sexuality or body image, I think so many people struggle with it. And so many people, especially in terms of just discovering your own sexuality, a lot of people are kind of nervous to open up to other others, whether it be their friends or their family about that. And I love that you kind of are creating a platform where you can be like, no, it's okay. You can talk about it. And I watched your coming out video too. And I remember you said you kind of just like blurted it out to your um, family. You're like, I like both. Yeah. Um, I think it's like super important. And I just like love how you kind of like are empowering other women and men just to, you know, do them, especially in this like world where people can be so judgmental too. Yeah. I think it's awesome. And then also you were talking about growth and how you kind of struggled to grow your YouTube channel. <laughs> I know you also have a podcast. So how has that been growing your podcast? Is it kind of similar to growing YouTube, your YouTube channel? Or is it kind of different? I think it's in a way similar but different just because it's like kind of two different audiences since like my YouTube is more like lifestyle content while my podcast is more like business content in a way. Um, so I feel like it's hard to like grow anything, especially if you don't start with like a big audience to begin with. So like a lot of YouTubers that have like over 100,000 followers started a podcast and their podcast like grew because they already have a big platform. So I find anything that you started is hard to grow it. But if you like put like that passion, like motivation and determination into it, you can grow it. And something that I have to remind myself is that it doesn't happen like overnight and it takes time and that you have to put like in the time and effort to get to where you want. So my podcast has been growing but it hasn't been like skyrocketing yet. Um, but yeah, it's like slowly growing. I feel like it's the same as YouTube. It's like hard to grow it, but once it reaches a certain point, it's easier, I would say. Yeah, no, I mean, I would agree. And especially during quarantine, I feel like all of a sudden podcasting became a super saturated yes. market. And my little sister, she actually told me, it was either my little sister or my best friend. She told me, Sarah... Apparently, the first thing Amazon ran out of was like podcasting mics. Yeah, I heard that during too. quarantine. I know. And I was like, of course, this happens <laughs> right when I'm like trying to start up my podcast. But I think that is just awesome that you are kind of using multiple platforms and that just, I guess, shows your creativity. But then, in terms of kind of continually growing, your podcast. I know you've had some pretty big guests on, um, including Kenzie Elizabeth from the I Love You So Much podcast. So how do you kind of go about, I guess, reaching out to these 
bigger names. Is it nerve wracking at all? Yeah, um, I feel like it's nerve wracking in a way that like I want them to answer me, but also because I do like look up to the people that I um like reach out to. So it's always like scary to like talk to them and like sometimes you can be like disappointed in them because it's happened to me where like I've met people that I've watched online and like they're totally different people. But thankfully so far the people I've been like interviewing and stuff have been like exactly the same. But what I usually do is like I'll email them and I usually started off by like introducing myself and like saying who I am and then introducing the podcast and like saying what I talk about on my podcast. And at the end I kind of like bring in a little like one paragraph thing of like what I want to discuss with them and like show them that I have something that I want to talk to them about and that I just don't want to bring them on just because they have like followers and stuff like I try and tell them like what I think um like why I think the episode would be like beneficial to people I've honestly like I've emailed so many people and like I've only gotten back like five responses but I mean at the end of the day the worst thing someone can say to you is no so you just gotta try yeah no I mean I totally agree because I mean I necessarily I haven't reached out or I haven't started I should say to reach out to the bigger names but I think at the end of the day the worst thing people can say is no and as bad as it sounds I mean the internet is kind of a great place because you can ask people and not really see their face. Yeah. Like I feel like getting like a no when you're in a face-to-face conversation is so much worse yeah. than just having someone email you back no. But that's just so awesome that you have begun to really reach out to people and you're not afraid, mm-hmm. which I feel like so many people are afraid of like quote-unquote failure. But in reality, yeah. a no isn't failure. But people just need to really start viewing it as just a way to grow. Yeah. And so who is, I guess, your top podcast like dream? Who do you want on your podcast mm. if you could have anyone? Um, that's a good one. Um, I think I have two. Um, first would be Brooke Michio. I think I emailed her, but I don't think she got back to me. But I don't remember if I actually – on the go. Correct. Yeah. But I don't know if I actually sent it or not, if it's still my drafts. But – um, I really like admire her and I feel like I relate to her so much and we're very similar in my point of view. So I think it'd be really cool to talk to her. I don't know if you know um, Jamila Jamil. I don't think I do. So she's basically like an activist. Um, and I think she was on like the TV show The Good Place. Um, and she has her own podcast too. It's called I Way. And I just think she's really cool and she has like so much things to say and I think it would be cool because I never really interviewed any activists before. So I think that would be a cool thing to do. Yeah, no, I think that would be definitely cool, especially I'm trying to get people on my podcast who definitely come from all walks of life Mm because I think that's super important. And I know that your podcast is kind of more business based, like you said, behind the girl boss. But what does being a girl boss mean to you? And has that kind of changed over time as you've I guess, interviewed different people. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of people think girl boss means like someone that just hustles and works like all the time. But honestly, for me, a girl boss is just someone that's working towards something, whether it be like a business or just anything in life. Um, I think it's just someone that's working towards their goals. Um, And yeah, I think that it also means something different for every single person. And every single person is their own girl boss. But like, each person that I've interviewed, although their main thing is like working towards one goal, they're all different and they all do it in a different way. So I think that's really cool. No, I think that's awesome because I think 
especially I've kind of noticed, I think as we've grown up, especially like with social media and everything, I think growing up for me, at least I had this kind of perception of what it meant to be a girl boss. And that kind of meant you had to work nine to five, wear a suit, like, you know, like one of those power suits. And I think the greatest thing about Instagram, in my opinion, is that it's kind of helped girls kind of redefine what a girl boss is. Like you can be a content creator. You can wear skirts and be really girly if you want to. Or if you don't, you can wear whatever the heck you want, be your own person and just like really own who you are. And you don't kind of have to fit like a certain mold, which I think at least I was personally taught growing up that that's what it meant to be a powerful woman, but that is so not true. And I love how you kind of fit that mold of just owning who you are, being what you want to be, doing what you want to do. And I just kind of want to know what is one of your favorite things that you do? Is it the YouTube channel? Is it your podcast? Is it your clothing brand that you have? Um, I feel like it's hard to pick, but I would probably say if I had to pick one to continue doing if I wasn't able to do everything, I honestly think it would be my YouTube just because it's been something that I've been doing since I was 12. So I feel like kind of like a personal attachment to it, if that makes any sense or if that's weird, I don't know. I feel like it's just been something that I've been doing for so long and it's just like kind of become a part of me. Like when I meet people, the first thing they ask me is like about my YouTube channel. So I feel like it just kind of blends in in that way but yeah I think I would continue doing that because although like I love my podcasts it's more like only focused on business and I feel like my YouTube is focused on like many different things so I could potentially like incorporate business into my YouTube but I think that's the only reason why no totally get it so I know that you do have though a clothing brand can you tell me a little bit more about that because personally I don't really know much about it and i And I want to know. Yeah. So my clothing brand is called Kooky Apparel. Um, So like my YouTube, I actually started my clothing brand. I think I was like 18 um, and it lasted for a year and then I stopped it. Then I restarted it this year in February. So my clothing brand basically kind of represents me. So there's five different logos that represent something different. So there's like one logo that represents like being different. There's one that represents self-love. One represents like like animal rights. Um, One represents the LGBT community. And then one represents kind of like the girl boss stuff. Um, So I kind of just wanted um, a physical thing that can like represent me but also represent so many other people. So I think that's like why I started it. Right now, we like sell hoodies, t-shirts, crewnecks, beanies, and tote bags. So I guess it's just like another way to like express myself and be creative in that way too. No, I think that's so cool, especially that you have kind of like the five different aspects of it because I think so often in the fashion industry, at least, I think people really don't try to make a clothing brand for people they just kind of make it for their bodies Mm -hmm. but not actually make it for their personality so I really like that you kind of took that into account but was like getting the manufacturing and kind of getting that off the ground that sounds pretty difficult in my opinion yeah it was really hard especially because most of them are in like the states um so living in Canada it cost me so much more Um, So I started off with a company called Printful and it's located in California. But I realized that because my store is Canadian and I was selling in Canadian dollars, 
I was basically making like no profit because I would have to pay for the actual product in US dollars, ship it in US dollars, get it. And I made like $1 per sale. And like not everything is about money, but at the same time, if I wanted to keep it going, like getting $1 each sale was like not good. So then I had to do more research and then I found a place in my city that manufactures it. So that was good. I guess you just have to find like what company and what kind of like product you want before you actually start it. And that's what ha- like went wrong with my first one. I didn't really do my research. I didn't organize myself and I didn't plan it out well. So it kind of just like went downhill. So organization is like key. Yeah. Is that what you would, I guess, give advice to for a girl who wants to do like YouTube or kind of just start her own business in general? Would you say organization is the most important thing or what else? I think organization and like planning out things is important. Um, I used to be like the type of person that would just like, I knew I wanted to start something. I would start it like the week after, which like in some cases it's good. In some cases it's like not really good. Um, So I think just organizing yourself and knowing every single thing you need before you go forward is super important. Totally agree. I love planning stuff, but it's so funny because during this quarantine, I literally just my schedule is all over the place. I stopped using my planner and I literally looked at my planner for the month of, I think, March, April and the first bit of May and it had nothing in it. Also, I mean, honestly, I didn't really do much with my life besides do Zoom classes for school. I'm not sure if you were doing that too at all. No. Um. So luckily, um, when we went on like quarantine, I only had one week left of school and my program didn't have any exams or anything. So I just like had to submit my assignments and then I was done. Really? Wait, are the semesters kind of different in Canada? I'm not sure. So like here we end... Um, we ended like the first week of April. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know when you guys ended, but. Oh, well, we went, I think on quarantine at the very beginning of March too. Okay. Yeah. Canada was kind of, cause it didn't hit us. Yeah. It didn't hit us. Like it did hit the States at first. So I think we were just like waiting it out. And then my school like didn't know what to do since we only had like two weeks of school left. And they were like, do we like stick it out and like stay for two weeks or do we like not? We went on quarantine at the very beginning of March. So I just kind of was like, I embraced the quarantine life. And I was Mm -hmm. like, you know what? This is unprecedented times. I'm going to just be as lazy as I can while still trying to be productive. But I think organization, that is one thing I've really missed. And I was talking to um, our friend, Emily Gigliotti, and – when I was filming a podcast with her, it was all about like motivation. And Mm -hmm. she was like the one who kind of like kicked me in the butt and was like, (laughs) you should really start like planning out stuff. So ever since then, I write down everything in my planner. But I think you can totally tell a difference from when you do plan stuff out or like organize and do your research and the whole nine yards versus when I was literally just kind of waking up every day and being like, so what do I want to do today? Yeah, for sure. I feel like now I use like Google Calendar a lot. Um, I have like a physical planner too, but I feel like not being in school, like not going places, like it's like useless to me. So I use Google Calendar a lot and it really helps. Like when I wake up, I'm like, okay, I know I have to do this today and I'm going to do it and then I'll feel productive instead of like getting up and being like, okay, I don't know what to do. And then like, I just stay in bed and like procrastinate. I feel like setting times to do things helps me in a way because I used to be like really unorganized and like just went with the flow. And then like 
I leave everything to the last minute and it kind of like burned me out. So I think it really helped me. No, that totally does. And I think I need to get more into Google Calendar. I think I put it in Google Calendar, but the issue is I never actually look at my Google (laughs) Calendar. So that's something I need to definitely get better at. But I guess overall, where do you kind of see your podcast going or your YouTube channel and I guess also your clothing line? Where do you kind of see that going? Where do you want it to go? Well, honestly, I would love to be like 100% self-employed. Obviously, right now that can't happen because none of my things really have taken off yet. But I think like the end on the same. (laughs) I think like the end goal would just really to be like doing my own thing and like working for myself. I do want to like open up my own digital marketing agency one day. So like maybe like everything can combine into that. But I think I'm still gonna like keep them going even if it's not like getting somewhere. I do like make money on YouTube, but I mean, for like how much everything costs in life right now, it does not. It's not enough. I don't make any money on my podcast yet because I haven't like looked into sponsorships because I don't really know how they work with like podcasting. And then like my clothing brand, all the money I make, I usually just save it to put back into it. Um, but yeah, I really would love to just be self-employed one day and keep working on all those things. No, I think that is so incredibly awesome. I'm, I mean, I'm on the same page as you. And like I already said, like I think you're such a girl boss in my opinion. And I just kind of love how you're inspiring other girls and males if they listen (laughs) um, to your podcast or watch your YouTube videos. I think you're really just inspiring and keep up the good work. Thank you. But starting to end this podcast, where can people find you on all of the socials? For sure. So uh, my Instagram and YouTube is at It's Amanda Wan. My Apparel line is Kooky Apparel on Instagram or kookyapparel.com. And then my podcast is on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and you can just search up Behind the Girl Boss. Awesome. Perfect. Yeah. And I'll make sure to link that all in the show notes below. And I just loved having you so much on this podcast. Thank you so much. You're such an amazing person and keep up the good work. Thank you. And thank you for having me. It was really nice talking to you. Thank you. So that's today's podcast. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. I love talking to Amanda. Make sure to follow her on all of her socials, subscribe to her YouTube channel and podcast, and I'll make sure to kind of link those down in the show notes below. And if you haven't already, please rate and review my podcast as well as subscribe. It really just shows me that you are liking the content I'm putting out because at the end of the day, this isn't just for me, but it's for you guys. So rating and subscribing really shows me that you really like what I'm putting out there into the world. But other than that, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Make someone smile, show someone some love, tell someone you love them and all of that good stuff. And most importantly, make sure to tune in next week to another episode of the It Ain't It Sis podcast. Bye, everyone. Mwah.